How you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl, Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And in today's episode, we are talking about the most unsexy topic in personal finance. Yeah, you guessed it, saving. Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well. Thanks for joining me today. And your girl is solo dolo for today. I hope you've been enjoying the past few guests that we've had. Um, I try to bring on people who have interesting perspectives on personal finance because, again, the whole goal of this whole shebang is to increase your financial awareness so that you can listen to other people's tactics and stories and take what works for you and for your situation, right? And this episode is no different. Um, We're talking about saving, you know, what it is, what it isn't. Um, Saving is literally the most unsexy thing in personal finance, unless you're doing like extreme coupon clipping or something of that nature. It's really just not that exciting, repeated tasks over a long period of time, which quite frankly is most of personal finance if we're being honest. But yeah, savings tends to get a bad rap, but it is one of the principal foundational uh, aspects of personal finance. And so I figured with the conclusion of season one of this podcast, I figured, yeah, let's talk about savings because it's important. And yes, um, little announcement, taking a little bit of a break till October. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces in my life right now. Very exciting stuff. And I also just want to enjoy the summer, y'all. We've been locked up. Sister Rona, honey, that Delta very need to go somewhere because I'm tired of her. But ultimately, you got one life to live. Live your life. Okay, so um, I will continue to post on Instagram, you know, give you encouragement and insight and progress and, you know, let me know how you're doing on your different financial goals. We're uh, in the halfway point of the year. So are you, you know, making good progress? Are you somewhere in between? Are you like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about my goals or I didn't even have any goals. You know, let me know what is going on. Hello at dumbcoinsonline.com. And if you like this podcast, feel free to, you know, leave a little review wherever you listen to Google, you know, Apple, you know, Spotify, wherever. Uh, Thank you for the support. It has been amazing. Okay. All right. So on to saving. Now, the one good thing about savings is that most people view it as a good thing that they practice to some degree, right? When it comes to investing, that usually takes a little more, um, a little more energy to encourage other people to do it. You know, whether it's $5, you know, $500,000, it usually takes a little more effort um, for people to get on board with investing if they've never done it. But most people see saving as just a good solid principle. So that's a good thing. Um, But however, as it was so eloquently discussed and put on the episode with uh, Stephen Stack, the hard truth is that saving alone, hear me, saving alone will not make you 
wealthy, right? But the act of saving is a fundamental practice that requires some discipline. Saving will also, you know, require you to go back to those values, right? Remember the values that we discussed in the first, you know, first three episodes, again, to go back to your values and see what you can do with and what you can do without and how you can find cheaper alternatives so that you don't compromise on your quality of life, right? Contrary to popular belief, you don't need to go on, you know, a ramen noodle and a PB&J diet and live with 10 roommates in order to save effectively, you know, which brings me to uh, my next point is that your savings is ultimately capped by how much money you earn. There's only so much you can cut back. So my very first tip when it comes to saving is to consider how you can increase your income, right? Whether it's through, you know, a side hustle, a side business, um, negotiating uh, raises, which is something that I want to have a full episode dedicated to because it's like a whole different beast um, going in into your current workplace and setting up a system where you can effectively ask for that raise and feel good about it and know that you, you know, you really earned it. Uh, There's a whole system to that. So let me know if you, um, any of you HR folk listening, you know, you want to come and talk about negotiating. I have someone in mind, but if you have someone else in mind, let me know. But yes, don't be afraid to ask for more. Um, Also, as we're learning with younger people, right, we have gotten a bit, uh, we've had to be, we've had to adapt, right, to this working environment that we're in. And we have noticed that if we job hop a little bit, okay, we can substantially increase our income by the thousands, right? So again, consider, you know, a plan where you can, you know, talk to your boss, see what's needed in the workplace, execute on those different tasks, and then say, hey, I did X, Y, and Z, and Z, and Z, and Z. What about this position? Or if, you know, if it's in a different department, what does that look like for you in the workplace? Okay, but if you're still listening and you're like, Akua, um, I don't really need to save like that. Um, Let me give you a couple of reasons if you still need some convincing, right? So a couple of reasons to save. Number one, life happens, right? Emergencies pop up, you know, you might hurt yourself at work. There's just a myriad of things. Um, Illness, oh my word. I, I, the amount of people who are in debt because of medical expenses is heartbreaking but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day our medical system in the U.S. is just okay another day y'all another day but um yeah life happens and to lessen the blow you know emergencies are already not fun to deal with to lessen the blow of some of those emergencies having some money set for uh different life events can be very beneficial. And also with life events, if you know something is a reoccurring expense, it's a lot less stressful when you have to pull out, you know, maybe a couple of, you know, thousand dollars to get something done, right? For instance, if you own a home, you know, your roof is going to have to get done every, you know, seven to 10 years. Why not save for that? Um, 
it, you know, uh, with our with your car, right? You're going to have to get your tires replaced, you know, once a year. Why not have money saved for that? And then also saving for the fun things too, right? It doesn't always have to be like some crazy emergency. Saving for the fun things, right? You know you're going on vacation in, you know, uh, you know, next year, right? Why not just automatically put money aside so then when the vacation comes, you can spend free? Because I don't know about y'all, but when I go on vacation, I don't like to think, <laughs> A whole lot when I'm out eating and you know doing the things and having fun you know with your friends and your family I don't like to think about money that often um so again having that budget in place and then also having that money set aside so that when the time does come hey you're ready you know your flight's booked you know you're looking cute and you know you're stress-free and also um, another good reason to save I like to call this empire money it's money that you use for your bigger investments so if you are interested you know in real estate obviously you're going to use you need some money there are ways to finance obviously without it we've talked about it but nine times out of ten you have to put some money down you know uh starting a business you're gonna have to put some money down um there's you know uh, if you want to get involved in stocks there's gonna have to be some money that you put down if you want to slide on in and get some Ethereum, right, or some cryptocurrency, definitely going to have to, you know, put some money aside for that. Um, so Empire Money, I like to think of as disposable, you know, money that you put into investments that you've done your research on. But also, if you lose this money it's not going to make or break you is the way i like to think about it so empire money is optional but again it's money to you know build out true wealth you know investments that can be you know lower risk or super duper high risk whatever your preference and the last reason to save is compartmentalization right because if you have your empire money your fun money your emergency money your money to go to the grocery store your money to get your hair done the money to get your back waxed right all in one account chances are you are going to spend that money and you're also not going to be able to keep track of it So let's briefly just go over quick criteria to look for in different savings account, right? So if you don't have a savings account and you want to open one up, here's just some brief things to look for, right? Number one, you want to make sure that the entity that you are using is FDIC insured, right? Usually uh, the limit is $250,000 for most um, banks here in the U.S., um, you want to look out for high minimums because some bank accounts offer, you know, somewhat competitive interest rates, but your minimum balance needs to be kept at like $30,000 at all times. And for everyone, that may not be feasible, right? So that is another thing to consider. Other, another consideration is no fees, I repeat, no fee. You should not be paying any type of maintenance fee, activation fee, wh whatever fancy name they want to put on it. 
the financial industry as a whole has been taking advantage of us regular consumers for far too long. So no, don't pay any fees for a savings account. Now we're going to get to, you know, the, the pen, the, the, the topic that, you know, gets people's blood level rising is the interest rate. As I stated before, a savings account is not going to make you filthy rich. So please don't spend hours of your time comparing and contrasting. Oh, such and such bank said they, you know, have a 0.35 interest rate, but bank over here says they have a 0.5 interest rate. It's not going to make that much of a difference over time. Again, so don't get caught up in the game of like, oh, let me, you know, spend hours <laughs> trying to figure out how much mo- how much more money I would make between a 0.35 interest percent rate and a 0.5, like, don't worry. And right now, interest rates are still fairly low anyway. If you're breaking 1% interest, you are, you know, <laughs> you're pretty golden. But again... Don't don't get too um, upset about that. Okay. And before we get into savings tips, I just want to uh, remind everyone of the golden rule of savings, which is to pay yourself first. It doesn't matter if you make $10,000 a year. It doesn't matter if you make $200,000 a year. Always, always, always pay yourself first. This is a practice that is very difficult to implement if you've never, that can be, I should say, can be difficult to implement if you've never had, never done it before. But pay yourself first. You pay yourself at minimum 10%. Just automate it. I understand technically you pay the tax man first if you have, you know, um, an employer Um, If you're self-employed or an entrepreneur, obviously, you know, you pay yourself first. But again, just 10%. It's not a crazy amount. Um, But this practice is important before you start dishing out your money to your bills, dishing out this and this and that and the third. And I'm speaking to believers now, tithe. Okay, don't, y'all don't, don't, don't play with God. It's not... (laughs) not a game you want to play okay if you are of faith make sure that you are tithing faithfully and giving as you know uh you know the spirit leads you to but yeah those are pretty much the golden rules okay now now we are going to just briefly go into a couple of quick savings tips right for your saving habits that this is probably the most important part. This is what really affects our savings. So earlier, once again, I mentioned, think about how you can increase your income because you can only cut down your expenses by so much. You gotta live, you gotta eat, you gotta breathe, you gotta enjoy life, okay? Now with that, in that same token, again, when we talk about savings, right? And we may be, you know, making... A comfortable amount of money but not saving as much as we would like to then we want to go back to our core right those values and those goals right and keep in mind that it's a spectrum right some people hey they want to save ten thousand dollars in you know five months and 
the ramen noodle diet and, you know, living under, you know, a bridge is not a problem for them. That's their decision, right? But the majority of us usually fall somewhere in the middle. Like we can make some sacrifices, but we don't want to, you know, mm -mm. (laughs) we don't want to be out here not, you know, worrying about, oh, if this $5 latte is going to uh, make or break, you know, my savings habits. No. But on the flip side, if you want to significantly increase your savings rate, you're going to have to make some type of sacrifice. Something's going to have to happen unless you significantly increase your income. So again, go back to your values. Literally write them down. Please, 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 please write them down for real. And they will change over time. For instance, in the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned a couple of things and they have since changed, right? So go ahead and write down what you actually value for real for real right and then after you do that think about the way you're spending your money right go back to your budget and then think about do my values match up with the way I'm spending a lot of the time there's you know there's inconsistencies in that hashtag accountability hashtag this sucks hashtag (sighs) fml right so (laughs) Again, this is this is the hard part that we usually don't like to do. So when we, you know, we realize that our our spending doesn't match, you know, what we say we value, are there things that we can live without completely or are there some things we can find cheaper alternatives to? So for instance, I um I don't care what anybody says, the off-brand you know, flakes don't taste like frosted flakes, right? I don't care what you say. I'm not, that is something that I'm not budging on. I have, I will make the money to buy name brand cereal. Some people, eh, OOs, Cheerios, tomato, tomato, it's the same thing. So again, you don't want to spend too much time on this stuff because time is the only asset we can't get back, right? So Again, think about the main spending categories, right? And think about, okay, are there alternatives, right? Do I always need to buy the name brand? Do I, do, uh, uh, you know, can I go ahead and buy a desk, you know, from someone off of Let Go who's moving, you know, for $20 instead of buying a brand new desk for 100 right? So again, what are these things we can find good alternatives to? Can you, you know, shop at a consignment store? Can you do, is Play-Doh's Closet still around? I promise you, I haven't seen any. Um, is that just a, okay, I don't know. Maybe that's just a Midwest thing. But yeah, there's, you know, there's there's thrifting. If you're really into fashion, um, a ton of things. Again, just look at your categories, right? Where you like to spend. Do you need to eat out four times a week? Can we cut it down to two? Right. See, these are the things. This is the little conversation I have to have with myself because I like to eat out, (laughs) as many of you probably know. Um, So, again, we all have our things. Just take a couple, you know, take a couple of minutes and analyze those things. Don't get too caught in the weeds about, you know, oh, the $5 lattes. No, 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 no. Think about the overarching, you know, story that your budget is telling you, right? And also another way to save is negotiating your bills right negotiating your salary negotiate your bills now to a certain degree some things are monopolies right like your your gas and your electric those types of things (laughs) they're very there's not a lot of competition but your insurance right your phone bills these things 
you can you can do a decent amount, you know, negotiating um, these things down. So think about negotiating your bills. Um, if you live with immigrant parents, most of them are the kings and queens of negotiation because in many of our countries, it's a barter system, right? You go to the local market, you can barter for anything, groceries, cars, jewelry, like you can barter anything. And that's such a lost art. Um, I used to, I could not stand when my parents would do this, but as an adult, I appreciate it and I get it, right? Negotiate for those things that matter. Shop around, especially with insurance, okay? All right. And another huge way, right, that you can save more is to look at your living expenses. I know ooh, <laughs> this is the one that we don't, you know, we, we don't like to touch. We like our things, but can you downsize and still be relatively comfortable? And if you can't, then maybe you need to modify your goals. Or can you get creative? Maybe you have a bigger home with some space, a basement that could be renovated and rent it out to other people. Again, you can get creative with it if you do have the space. Um, but if you're renting, that's usually uh, not an option. Or actually, no. I mean, you can sublet and do things like that. So again, you can remain creative. But can you adjust your living situation in a way that can benefit you, right? Do you have the um, the luxury and the um, the privilege of maybe being able to go back home for a year and save up and then leave back out? Is that a possibility? Not a possibility for everybody, but again, just keep the juices flowing, right? Keep the juices flowing and don't get caught in the rut of I can't. You know, sometimes we look at how much you're making. You can save on any budget. Now, another quick um, pro tip is to uh, save through energy efficiency. Now, I know that this can vary. It can be anything from unplugging your appliances. Now, again, that's not going to save you a billion dollars, but you know, it can save anywhere between five to 10% off of your bill, right? A couple hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? Off of your bills if you unplug your devices when you're not using them and also you know, saving Mother Earth, right? Um, also, if you um, have a home, you know, invest in properties, whatever, you know, investing in solar panels, investing in um, energy efficient light bulbs, things like this that may be a little more upfront can really um, save you in the end. There was a, there was some video I was watching, this was a while ago, it was like 10 years ago when solar panels, you know, were just kind of, you know, becoming a bit more um commercialized and there was a guy who had like a like a solar house basically and he made his house so efficient that he barely had any uh you know lighting bills gas bills like he found this way through energy it was like a whole thing it was like a whole like documentary series i wish i could remember the name of it but it was a while ago but yeah he made his house so efficient that he did not need he barely needed to pay any um utility bills so again that's that's a bit you know that's a bit extreme i'm sure he put a lot of money initially to do that but again we want to remain creative, keep the thoughts flowing, right? Remain creative in our saving um, and remain efficient. 
in our saving habits. So we're concluding the episode and I have not mentioned, you know, a coupon book. I maybe mentioned it once. I think I mentioned in the beginning, but I have not mentioned coupon clipping and coupon coding and all this sort of thing. The reason I have not mentioned that Honestly, aside from regularly scheduled clearance sales, semi-annual sales, like I do not believe in the whole like coupon clip, coupon clipping, <laughs> the coupon clipping system because it's just not efficient. You waste so much time looking through looking through the terms and agreements. You can get five of these at one time, but you can only get two of these at one time and you only can buy them between the first and the third of the month. And then I'm like, it's a full-time job. And for what? It makes no sense to me, honestly. And I'm not knocking you. If you do happen to stumble upon coupons, I'm not saying don't use them, but literally the art of like extreme couponing and, you know, spending hours going through coupons and clipping them so that you can have, you know, 10 bottles of of Tide in your house and save maybe 10 bucks, the amount of time invested just it does not correlate i'm not knocking you if you're a coupon clipper please don't hate me for a coupon clipper but think about the time you spend in fact the next time you do it time it out and and get back to me let me know how long it takes and how much money you saved and then do an analysis right how many hours how much how much money did you make per hour okay let me know let me know but um that's pretty much it those are my tricks and tips and you know my thoughts on saving um i use ally for my saving no i'm not currently sponsored by them in any way but i find that their customer service and you know everything is pretty much on point with them i like them a lot so that's what i use but you can use whatever you want to um nerd wallet actually um posts a list of top interest rate um savings accounts monthly they do it monthly so you can check that out if you want to as well i'll also put a link for this month's july's uh top interest saving account list from nerd wallet but yeah um this is you know short sweet episode i'm solo dolly you know it's usually uh you know shorter episode but yeah i'll be gone till october it doesn't yeah, it doesn't quite work. And if I say I'll be gone to November, but I think that's a little too long. So <laughs> I'll be gone to October. But um, continue to support the podcast as you have been. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, continue to give me feedback. Let me know what your favorite episodes were, what you like, what you don't like, topics you want to hear about. Let me know all of that jazz. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at demcoinsonline.com. Also feel free to check us out on Instagram, dem.coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.